0: Welcome back to the crossover podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little game of Thrones today. I got two new buddies on the line and I'm going to go ahead and introduce the round table and we'll get her started. Um, first off newcomer to the crossover podcast, Mike Leapock, go ahead and
1: say hi to everybody. Hey, I just have to say if there's three of us, is it not just a triangle and not a round table? I guess you're right.
0: Uh, that's, that's a very good point and points like that are why I bring you on this, uh,
1: particular show uh, let me ask and you a how you're also regretting this whole thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question uh what is more exciting to you more exciting occurrence for you this week your wife completing her master's degree or are you making your debut on this podcast uh <laughs> the correct answer is my wife getting her master's degree <laughs> nice didn't make a rookie mistake there good for you because you know she might be listening later uh, uh well we're listening right now <laughs> all, right, yeah. all right uh Finishing out our round triangle, our triangle table, I guess. Uh, also making his debut, uh, Robert Callflesh, go ahead and say hi. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm going to have to one up Mike and say Triforce. Triforce, even better. Way to keep the nerd stuff going.
1: Um, That's a lot of triangles.
0: So, <laughs> we're, and we're recording this right now. We are about a little less than 48 hours away from season five of Game of Thrones starting. And I'm pretty excited for this one. Um, so what we're going to do here, uh, we're just going to have some fun. I'm going to ask you guys some silly game of Thrones questions and we'll just fire back and forth at each other. And uh, if we end up cussing and swearing and whatnot about various plot lines, then so be it. Uh, That's what the show does. Exactly. Uh, we're going to go uh, PTI style. Actually not PTI style around the horn style, but uh, since you guys don't know what that is, cause you don't watch sports talk shows. Um, PTI or again, I messed it up around the horn is a show where uh, a guy will just spit out a random topic to a bunch of people about sports. And then they go and he arbitrarily awards you points. And I'm going to do that for you guys about game of Thrones. And at the end we'll declare a fake winner. So it'll kind of be like when uh, Drew Carey used to host, uh, oh, what was that improv show that he used to do. Whose line like, is line? it anyway? Yes. Thank you. Um, that was really bad compared to the bridge version. Um, Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna start off by asking uh actually um rob you have not read the books right that is correct i think i'm about half i don't even know if i'm halfway through the first book which is basically verbatim to the show for the first season yeah (laughs) okay and uh if i'm correct mike you have read all of the books i have yeah Okay, good. So, I have not read the books. Um, I should probably preface this with a big old fat spoiler alert right at the <laughs> beginning of this. We're going to be spoiling everything that has happened in the show. And, and if Mike spoils anything in the books, he's going to get a, a little kick somewhere he don't want. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah, we will not be spoiling any... Uh, actually, you know what? We, we might have the upper hand on him because apparently they've deviated. From what I've read, they've deviated from what's going on in the books a little bit in Season 5. Yeah, So I thought that's what I saw with the headline. Yeah, so even the book people don't know what's going on, which is kind of good because people who read the books were kind of being smug bastards during this whole uh,
1: Game of Thrones experience. Well, they they deviate, if, uh, like, not a huge amount, but they do deviate even during, the like, the current seasons. Like, Liz read the books, all their books, after season one. And even starting in season two, she's like, oh, this is so different. And, yeah, so they, they do change some stuff. But not, like major plot points it's not like now this person's alive because <laughs> you know they wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah
0: um but from what i read um uh jojan the the kid who uh played by the kid who's also on that stupid maze runner movie um he like people who read like because he died in the last episode of season four and book people were unaware
1: that that was going to happen Is that true uh, or false uh he, he's is he the guy who dies on, in the wall fighting the giants
0: no, he was the he's the
1: kid who was helping
0: Bran on his little quest to find the tree or whatever. He was the Oh
1: yeah. Um no yeah, he's still he, he lives, yeah.
0: Yeah, but so so it, the book people know nothing.
1: No, so he, not so he's dead
0: in the show, but he's alive in the books as far as we know.
1: Yeah, he's he's still alive in the books. Um, Another person who's still actually alive in the books is who I thought you might be talking about um, is uh, Rob's friend who not Rob's friend. uh, The the guy who ends up fighting the giant um, Uh, in the the tunnel. Yeah, in the tunnel. Yeah, he doesn't die there. Like he's not the one who dies fighting the giant in the tunnel. There's someone else. The character who's not even in the show. Well, on the show, they might
0: just be trying to get rid of characters so they don't have to focus on so many different people.
1: Well, that you know, like, <laughs> th- there are just more characters in the books because you can do that. Like yeah. you don't have to hire someone to hang around <laughs> for five minutes in a book. <laughs> it's just another name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but like obviously you can't do
0: because like George R. R. Martin has got so much backstory for like every minor character in his show, in his books from what I've read and you can't do that in a TV show because no one would watch it and each season would be like 40 episodes long. Each yeah. episode would be dedicated to a minor character and no one really no one wants to watch that for the most yeah. part. All right. so okay. Now we're going to have a two episode arc about Roz. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know who that is.
1: She was that uh, prostitute from the first season.
0: The one that Theon was banging?
1: Yeah, and then she left, and then she ended up getting uh, killed by, um, you know, Joffrey. (laughs) So no one important. Oh, yeah. No. She's not even in the book, but yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of Joffrey, uh, let's get it started with uh, my first question. And let's start with Rob. Joffrey died in, I believe, episode three of season four. Was that the most anticipated death in the history of tv and movies just anything filmed can you think of anything where you wanted some character dead more than than king Uh, joffrey i can't think of anything off the top of my head i was definitely awaiting the moment of when his character was going to die unfortunately south park spoiled that for me well sort of fake spoiled it fake spoil it the fact that they had mentioned that you know when joffrey gets poisoned at his wedding i'm like well that's That's plausible, and then you know, when it happened, it wasn't as much of a surprise, but it was still uh shocking and anticipated. Yes, I was actually just really surprised it happened so early in the season because normally things had happened. Um, I think it was always episode nine where the big moment had happened in the season, but this one was like episode two or three. It's like, holy shit, if this was here, what else is coming? And there's a lot coming. Uh, yeah. What about you, uh, Leapock? Anything? Can you think of uh, any deaths in the, like of fictional characters? Obviously, uh, you're not allowed to say something like Bin Laden. So just off <laughs> off, the top of your, off the top of your dome piece, do you have uh, do you have a character that maybe you wanted to die more than King Joffrey or anything like that?
1: Oh, uh, there there are characters that I've probably wanted to die more, but not any that it was just so satisfactory. Because the funny thing is about that was that. Like, I've hated King Joffrey through the entire show. And then that episode was the only episode that I actually liked him. Because he went so off the rails. Like, when he's all like, oh, I get this awesome book for as a present. And then he gets this awesome sword. And what does he do with the sword? The first thing is he hacks the book apart. And I, I just started laughing. It just tipped me over the edge. And I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. I want to keep me. I want him to stay around. Was, and then he died 20 minutes later.
0: Yeah, it was almost it, like he was... Like, like, he was doing really good with, you know, how evil he was and how much of a hated character he was. But in season four, there was a little bit of cartoonish super villainy that he was doing. And you were just kind of like, yeah, okay, he's, he's, bite-. like, for, for me, who haven't read the books, I was just like, he's going down this season. Because, yeah. like, it was just so cartoonishly evil in season four. He, place, he, he became episode. a
1: caricature of himself. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was essentially parroting his own character. He was a character that you love to hate, though. Oh, God, yes.
1: Yeah. He um what was it? Uh, George R. R. Martin wrote a letter to him I think even after the first season the actor and he was like you've made Joffrey like you've made people hate you more than I ever could. <laughs>
0: And, like, people, to the point where, like, people were coming up to that kid in the streets and, like, yeah. trying to fight him and stuff. And if like, dude, it's a television show, what's the matter with you? Like, like, people would do that. They would go up to the dude in real life and just be like, what do you got now? <laughs>
1: right? Where's your crossbow now? Oh, my
0: God. God people are weird. Yeah, people um, are really weird. Were you one of them? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I would have talked about, like, what was it like being in a Batman movie? I wouldn't have even mentioned Game of Thrones. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, that would be really funny if you see him on the street, like, oh, my God, he's that kid from the first Batman movie. Like you gave, he gave me that telescope. Do you still have it? <laughs> <laughs> Did it turn out to be just a kaleidoscope? <laughs> um.
0: So, I mean, let's try to go through uh, characters and plots uh, here. Um, you know what? I'm just going to save this for later, like a fine wine, but uh, let's just get into <laughs> it right now. The Khaleesi plot. Um,
1: There's a plot. Oh, good point.
0: Um, <laughs> most overrated plot in the history of television. What say you? Let's start with Leap Pockets.
1: OK, so I think the Khaleesi was pro- probably my favorite character in season one.
0: I'm speaking strictly in season four. I should preface that.
1: So before I, 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 I know, story, I know, but I, I, this this leads into it. So in season one, she was, I think, the best character on the show. Like it was just so interesting watching this really strong, interesting female character grow and become, you know, head of this, like, call, and just be, like, this really, really, I don't know, it's just f- f- phenomenal watching her do this, and, like, when kept on beating up her brother, and then, you know, when she watches as he dies, it's just sweet. And then it kind of all goes downhill from there. Like, she wanders around for a while, and she's kept growing and stuff, but then season four, she just, uh, <laughs> like, I don't even remember... What she does, like she gets to the city and then realizes it's kind of harder to run things, and it's actually a lot more boring than usual, and she just gets tied up into this bureaucracy, and you just want to see her light fire to shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: season four, like, well, I'll, I'll let Rob give his thoughts on on the Khaleesi plot, and then 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 I'll uh, say mine. So go ahead, Rob. Continuing with what Mike was saying, when she takes over, whatever Marine, I think. Yeah, Marine, I think it was called Marine. Um, yeah, she ends up basically just sitting on her throne there and then listening to people um, potentially just complain about either what she had done by it now being, yeah, you just nailed all the masters to post the way they did to the slaves or the kids and whatnot. You know, it's cruel. And I want to uh, I want to be a, a slave, but you can just sign a contract. It's like, okay, you're dealing with bureaucracy now. Well, I just want to see the dragons. Yeah, yeah speaking your, of... Your plot is the dragons. Yeah, speaking of bureaucracy, I have, a, I have a feeling and that we're going to be getting a hefty dose of, of bureaucracy and politics and economics and religion during Season 5 of Game of Thrones. Um, because from what I've reading, uh, been reading winter is coming, but so are the boring books. (laughs) Um, depending on where the bureaucracy is coming from, it's actually quite entertaining. Like all the bureaucracy that was happening in King's Landing was entertaining to me. Oh, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. And like, we got to see. At the beginning of, or I, it, was, it was in like episodes four or five or something. I can't remember where. Um, uh, oh God, uh, Sir Davos goes to like to see the Iron Bank to get you know money from the Iron Bank, and, and oh, yeah. we only hung out with the Iron Bank guys for like five minutes. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, I want. What are these guys like? I I want to spend more time with the Iron Man guys. Like, <laughs> like, like these guys are running shit. Where like,
1: did they get their money from? <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm like, let's. These guys are financing everybody, and they can just randomly <laughs> flip sides. I'm like, if if I had to live in this horrible horrible world, I'd be like, well, I'm heading to. <laughs> to those guys to, like, I don't know. You,
1: you kind of think of westeros as being the center of the world and then you realize oh wait it's actually run by these guys yeah
0: like, like i'd go there and I'd be yeah. like i don't care what's happening i'm gonna work in a mail room and then work my way up <laughs> the bank. but like I, well I, they, I, in that meeting they just like no and it's like okay we're just gonna have to take this i guess we'll put up <laughs> our fight but it's like no
1: Prove it. (laughs) It's like the only person that that he just actually steps down from, and he's like, well, they said no, guys. I guess we got to go home. (laughs) Back on the bus. (laughs) Like,
0: it it was the first time somebody said no and then didn't immediately vow revenge on them and their family. (laughs) Or it's like, uh, okay. So, uh, the Khaleesi plot. Like, just, like, my opinion is, like, I, I agree with Lee Park that the first couple seasons, it was phenomenal. You know, they were doing stuff where uh, with the dragons and those guys, the warlocks in, in that one city that were, you know, doing magic. Karth. In, Karth, thank you, that were doing stuff. And then season four comes along, and she basically spends the first episode doing um, what she did in the third season, which is freeing slave cities. Fine. But then they never... Advanced on that at all for the rest of the season to the point where she was just sitting there and I believe Rob, you mentioned that she was like taking, compl- she was basically taking complaints like it was basically she was like leafing through a suggestion box basically, and like <laughs> that-, that suggestion box was a lineup of like two hundred plus people and after every person the one ch- oh, uh, what's the name of the chick who's like her advisor she was in the Fast and the Furious movie recently like the-, the the woman who played her was in the Recent fast and furious, oh, yeah. but, um, but yeah. she would read every one of her titles out to every person, <laughs> yeah. and it went on for like 10 minutes. And it was like, you know, the mother of dragons, the breaker of chains, the freer of slaves. And she would, the sit, like, was like <laughs> there were seven <laughs> other titles that I forgot. It was like, geez, trim it down a bit. You know, we got 400 people to go through here you know, for <laughs> God's sake. And then they actually had a season that I will submit to you is the most offensive scene in the history of television because they actually had a 10-minute scene where the Khaleesi crew, and that's what I will refer to them from now from here on out as the Khaleesi crew, sat in a room, and basically the gist of their conversation was, do you want to advance the plot? And travel to Westeros, and then they were like, "Nah, let's stay here. Maybe, maybe even go back to some of the places we've already visited. <laughs> yeah, let's and double
1: I'm... back and make sure we didn't miss any
0: good loot." And it's just, oh my, yeah, just, oh my god. I forgot like, to look under the one
1: rock. No, what it is is that all the 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 villain NPCs that they uh, that they wiped out, they all respawned. they need to go back and clean them out again they gotta
0: go back and farm them right so and so needs his plus three mace for his healing and stuff like that jesus
1: and then like farm xp before we move to westeros (laughs) it's level 25 plus we don't want to be noobs
0: oh god and then like and like i just the fact that people think it's the best plot going still and like I get that most of it stems from the fact that Amelia Clark is an extremely attractive woman and when you watch that plot she may or may not show her breasts and and I get that and, and when it does happen it's it's excellent to individuals like myself who enjoy that sort of thing but I like, mean men and yeah, women yeah men and well heterosexual men and women <laughs> who also enjoy that sort of thing but um just like, when the guy, like, what was his name? Sir Jorah or whatever. Like, yeah. we're four seasons deep. And I never at any point felt like that guy had a shot with her. And I actually never felt like he was, you know, attracted to her. And that, like, he kind of just felt like a dad. Maybe it's just because they cast the guy, this guy who looks super old and doesn't have any shot with him. And I'm, I'm not going to say the guy's a bad actor or anything like that because he's not. But he was friend zone. Day one. Yeah, he was Captain Friend Zone from the start, and it was just like, you never had a shot. I'll tell you how they would have saved this this season for me is if when she tells him to bleep off and he gets that one shot where it was like him sadly going away on his horse, if they played like the sad Charlie Brown music <laughs> when he did that, like just the doo doo doo. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. <laughs> like if they did that when he was like i'd have been like all right they just saved this entire season for me
1: they um, could also have just actually done the short version and as soon as she shuts him down they do the sad trombone from price is right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your, the fail words.
0: <laughs> yeah that's great oh god i just i don't know for me i never felt like captain friend zone had a chance and then even weirder is the plot with the guy um What's the head of this unsullied? Gray Worm is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Him and the the chick from uh, fa- the latest Fast and the, the hacker chick from Fast and the Furious where they like have this weird sexual tension and I'm like, but he doesn't have junk. And it's like <laughs> how do they have sexual tension? It just doesn't make sense. Scissoring um, Pierce, it's called scissor. I yeah. guess. I don't. As as it was actually pointed out in the in the show, is he missing the pillar or the stones?
1: Poor yeah, they, Poor I just think it was both. <laughs> oh, uh, Pierce, what you were saying with with Jorah though, like, he's not supposed to have a chance. Like, that's kind of their whole supposed relationship is that he's supposed to like fawn over her, but she's completely out of his league. Like, what's funny uh, in the books, like, he's described as being this like hideously ugly person, whereas the actor is not. No, but he's like, he's, I mean, he's called a bear and he actually looks like a bear. So even in the book, it's even worse because you've got this guy who's just this like troll man. (laughs) He's like this, basically this large redheaded troll man who's lusting over this young, you know, teenage girl.
0: Yeah. Who's supposed to be like 13
1: (laughs) in the books. Yeah.
0: She's like the most desirable woman in all of this, this fictional world is like 12. That yeah. might be a major difference between the books and the TV show. Let's just For age legal. everyone a little
1: bit. For legal reasons.
0: And like and like speaking of characters that they got wrong in this plot, like um, the Dario character, you remember the guy, the the Fabio <laughs> guy that they had playing him in like season three? As yeah, if it wasn't,
1: they dropped him like a ton of bricks. Well, yeah,
0: as if it wasn't, you know, hard enough to remember these names and their character you know and their characters without them switching actors on us. But like um uh you know um a friend of ours who's read the books was telling me that um basically his character was supposed to be very flamboyant and stuff like that in the comic mm-hmm. i was gonna say in the comic books but in the actual books where he's got like you know like purple hair and other nonsense like it's just a very you know flamboyant like, like looks like he might have escaped from mardi gras or something like that and then they basically had fabio playing him in season three and he was just yeah. like oh good job get hbo nailed it, right? Swinging
1: them. Yeah, a lot of people weren't happy with that casting. Like a lot of book readers weren't happy with that because he's also supposed to be like this like just extremely attractive, flamboyant person with the like yeah, like you said, the purple hair. He's supposed to have like a big blue beard or something like that. Like all this dyed crap and like jewelry all over the place. And then they they do Fabio and the guy was apparently what I heard is that the actor was just a giant douche and that he was like when they were renegotiating the contract or something he was trying to pull a power play and they're like yeah guess what guess who we don't need you (laughs)
0: And, and that's a terrible thing to do because like if you're on game of thrones um like if you're an actor and you're on game of thrones and they're offering you a contract. You take that contract because yeah. you could get got at any moment on this show. So like, like at any moment your character could be gone. And it's like you know, basically you got to be like a football player when you're when the, you know when the when the contract's there, you sign on the dotted line to get your money because you could blow out a knee at any point, as opposed to you know, except the you know Westeros version of blowing out your
1: knee. Yeah, and the you other thing is dying. The exposure. And like, for a career move, the exposure is incredible. Like, if you look at um, kind of a similar show in terms of, like, popularity and everything, you look at Downton Abbey, like, I don't know if either of you watch it, but Liz is a huge fan. And it's so many characters keep, like, dying off or moving away or whatever. And it's because the actors get caught up in, like, they just get bought up by Hollywood and just money. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> it's money. Um Sansa best heel turn or best bad guy turn since blank go ahead rob i'm going to go with best heel turn because i can't follow up the other part of it but her character got a hell of a lot better yeah that that scene when she came down in like the at the end when she lied for Baelish and then came down in like the black dress at the end that fantastic. was fantastic phenomenal <laughs> scene and it was like oh uh, okay. like just and that was her like tour de force because like up until then she had
1: no point where you were like man you know what i like sansa <laughs> right? well, well,
0: throughout-
1: the, black, the black dress was even was even better because it was uh um the kind of bird that was the it was little finger's house like oh. she was she was dressed up as a like a whatever, I don't know, whatever bird it was that, that's, like, the sigil of his house. I'm going to say that's book knowledge coming through because that went way over me from watching yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, no, it, It's something that I didn't even, I, I didn't pick up on either, but people were like, hey, look, she's... But that, the dresses, she, she dresses up as his, the sigil of his house that he made up. Well, oh. that just makes it even better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it oh my god.
1: Oh. Like, when he's all like, oh, you don't know what I like and she's
0: like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because her character, like in the first season and that, it's just like, like, Joffrey can kill you. I don't care. But (laughs) as the seasons went on, it's just like, okay, you're growing a spine. And then with this last season, it's like, okay, I actually want to see where this goes. I don't want you to die. Yeah, he was, um, I think he was the MVP of um, last season for me uh was uh peter baelish um what what about you Lee Puckway? can you remember last time somebody made a bad guy turn that uh that you can remember because to me the one i acquainted to this was the best um like sansa coming down on the black dress that was the best uh bad guy turn since uh Hulk Hogan joined the NWO that was the last time <laughs> that was the last thing that got me that excited when a bad guy when when, when a good guy became kind of a bad guy where I was like oh
1: <laughs> what about Professor Incorrigible
0: there you go there's a good <laughs> oh, nice little uh, like we're getting deep with the nerd references here Got yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm trying to find uh baelish's house here on wiki real quick but i'm not finding it so uh man maybe i can find it in a bit um what more does peter dinklage have to do to win an emmy he hasn't won one yet i don't think so i mean i could uh, be wrong i uh, should be fact checking myself first stuff.
1: season i think
0: yeah I, he didn't win last year and i don't know who won again i should have done my fact checks but i'm a lot I'm of he won for Mockingbird last year? No, no, no. Littlefinger's Little Fingers thing is a Mockingbird. The Mockingbird. That's right. Good job. Um, I, I'm not sure. Like, I know Dinklage didn't win Best Supporting Actor or whatever last year. And I don't know. I don't know. Again, I should have fact-checked my stuff, but I'm doing this off the top of my dumb uh, I'm
1: pretty sure he lost to Aaron Paul In uh, for Breaking Bad. For the
0: last season of Breaking Bad. Yeah. which was like a year and a half over at that point <laughs> well no
1: but, but it, it, because, got, um, it got um because of the timing uh,
0: like, that's because scary, they yeah. split the season in two and milked it
1: yeah because the Emmys is yeah. so weird with how they do it because
0: they sometimes count like two years as well but listen i like aaron paul and i like love breaking bad it was you know pretty much the greatest show of all time but th- the scene in i don't know was it episode six or seven where he says or where he does his speech in the courthouse and he said you know like i should have let Stanos kill you all and then he that was demands, episode six and then he demands the trial by combat like that was the best thing that was the best scene in the history of this show which is the most popular show on television right now so who's ever involved with giving away the emmys just, the ball, <laughs> yeah, just total ball drop. Like that was phenomenal. Like there was no scene better than Dinklage, you know, in that scene demanding a trial by combat after his, you know, the love of his life basically betrayed him for the guy he hates the most. Like, uh, yeah, that,
1: that was pretty phenomenal. I, I like um, with with uh, Breaking Bad gone, and I I honestly don't even know what's still really on. I'm if he does, if he keeps. Up his performances so far, he could be, if not a shoe in a very strong contender for next year.
0: Yeah, and he's going to be getting a lot of screen. It seems like he's going to be getting a lot of screen time this year, um, in season five, just based on yeah. the uh, commercials and the fact that well, so many people died in season four that there's nobody left to focus on really. Well, he they can't be, give. He me. may have done some things in the tenth episode there, season four, that warrant you know, some screen time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of interesting though, because I mean, you know, there's two more books after this, but they run parallel, right? So there's really only one really long book. So it's not like, like, if you think of there's only one book's worth of content, there's not actually a whole lot. Like his character, of course, there's a whole lot that happens, but not nearly as much as you'd think. So I mean, if they do a whole lot of screen time now, they must be adding things if they're going to keep milking this over the next three years for those two books. But that might be where it comes in with
0: the show starting to deviate from the books. They might be either getting ahead of it or just deviating completely. Yeah, they're absolutely getting ahead of it. Because from what I've read, they're only going to do seven seasons of this show. So we're getting. Oh, really? Yeah, we're getting three. Yeah, don't quote me on that, though. But from what I've read, they're only going to do seven seasons. So they're going to be deviating. And And George R.R. Martin has already told them what the end of the whole series is going to be anyway. You know, in case he had kicked the bucket. Yeah, which brings me to my next, which he might do, because uh, he's <laughs> not a trim man. Um, I I really should throw stones, but I'm just saying. Um,
1: <laughs> but apparently, safe inside your glass house.
0: Yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, I'm just. I, that's not even a. That's that's not even a stone throw. That's like me launching boulders. in my Glass <laughs> house. Um, apparently, because like. He is like, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. He is absolutely pissed that the show is about to pass the books. He, I, I think in his heart of hearts, he felt that a he would either have the books done by now or b that the show would have been like, okay, we're going to stop. And we'll wait for you to, you know, finish writing, which the show is just like, Nope, we're not doing that. So if we have to, we'll write our own crap. But um, because apparently he has uh, I I think I read in an interview with like uh, that he did with like Entertainment Weekly or something like that, where he claimed that he has come up with a new twist to write in his latest book that he was basically bragging about how, you know, it's like, oh, I've got this exciting new twist for one of the characters and it's too late to do it on the show. So you're only going to get it in my books and and. Stuff like that, which is, I don't know, pretty and it, pretty interesting. And I think it proves that he's a little bit rattled by the fact that the show is about to pass his books, considering he huh. seems like he's going out of his way to write, you know, twist endings and stuff that may deviate from the show.
1: Well, I don't know if he's about to pass the books, right? I mean, there's still two books. Um, like... I remember hearing this years ago, but I remember the initial plan was that they're going to take three seasons to do these two books. But obviously if they're only going to do seven seasons then that can't happen. Um, but I mean, they've got to do at least two, like there's a lot of content in those books and even if I get, okay, if they do one, then yeah, they'll pass. (laughs) But, but if
0: they're jamming one seasons uh, in one season, if they're putting two books worth of content in, understanding that, um, the two books separate like characters completely. Like Tyrion's only focused in one book and completely ignored in the other. So then what, if, if there's only 10 episodes in the season, each
1: character gets an episode and a half, maybe no, two, it, because the, the way people have died. <laughs> they, they really, they, they just wouldn't be able to do it. Like there's no way they can cover the two books in, in one season. There's, there's way too much stuff that happens. Like they, they could do it in two seasons um, because there's a lot of stuff in the fourth book that can just be left out. Uh, the fourth book is the longest one, and it's definitely the darkest. and it's it's a just a punishing book to read. <laughs> like the chapters are all like really, really long and they're just so depressing and there's just so much rain. <laughs> it's just like there's just like fog through the entire book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's certainly and like I, I get the feeling the books because watching the show is certainly like it's what i imagine being an abusive relationship is like because yeah
2: you know,
0: <laughs> like it, it, the show just keeps doing you wrong and doing you wrong and then it just does one little thing and you're just like oh okay you know yeah i do love you and then yeah, maybe <laughs> and, it's not so bad yeah maybe it's not and then and they keep doing you wrong and doing you wrong and it's just like and you're like your friends are like telling you you gotta stop watching the show or you gotta break up with your your boyfriend and girlfriend and they terrible and then like, you're no, like oh no he, no he, it's he, gonna be better like, it was
1: my fault i should have liked that story storyline <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god um let's talk a little jamie lannister let's talk a little lannister let's talk seriously and jamie um why do people cheer for jamie lannister let's start with lee puck
1: well he's got a real pretty face
0: yep that does help on the show
1: he's yeah. not
0: um, he is not an unattractive man i will, yeah. I will
1: grant you that he um the, the problem with Jamie is that he's actually one of the more interesting characters, and I don't want to say too much because my knowledge of the books and the show kind of meld yeah. together t- at t- times.
0: Until t- t- lately, my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say things. Okay, so one thing that I read, um, it was just like some silly meme post on the Game of Thrones subreddit, uh, like while, before I'd read the books, while I was watching the show, was that someone was like, uh, posted something and they're like, yeah, I'm a book reader. I have to pretend to hate Jamie too. And the thing is, is that if you think about his character, like he's just so sheltered. Sorry, what a
0: what a what a smug nerd thing to say, Christ! That's my least favorite thing about the internet (laughs) is just smug (laughs) nerdiness. Like, (laughs) yes, my God in heaven. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Okay, but okay, so so Jamie, he he's a really really sheltered character when you think about it. Like he's this really really rich pretty boy, and yeah, he's been in battle and he's killed all these people and he's this great warrior and everything, but he's like. He's really fantastic at the sword, which is what he uses and, you know, it's his talent and nothing else he's really had to work for because he's got all his, you know, money from his family and he's got all this power and respect. And so that's his life is basically just like battle, which is great at. And then just being rich, which is awesome. And then things finally start to actually crumble for him and he realizes, oh, maybe life isn't so great, especially when his sword hand is chopped off. Um, so now he's actually starting to become a real person and trying to see like what his identity is other than just being you know, a swordsman. Uh, so that's kind of the interesting thing is that he he becomes like he starts actually becoming a real person, I'd say. Like beforehand, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking stab people and bang my sister and be rich. And that was his entire life until, you know, the show started and his life started slowly crumbling apart. But now he's actually he's growing instead of just being an awful, whiny bitch.
0: <laughs> he's kind of turned from a heel to a face character. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. yeah flip-flopped in, in terms of good guy bad guy more than anyone on yeah. the show as, as far as i'm concerned yeah um like i think if you were to put a if you were to do like a pros and cons list of all the like good guy moves and all the bad guy moves that um uh that jamie lannister has made i think the pros would be twice as long as the cons but the con, you'd look at the cons list, and the cons would have some pretty heavy hitters, which are why I never cheer for Jamie Lannister. Like because the child crippling is a big one. Uh, the incest is a big uh, down for me. But uh, let's go ahead about, what about the incestuous rapist? Because let's not forget that this is a man. Who, and I can't believe I'm about to say this sentence, he, <laughs> raped, he raped his sister next to the body of his dead incest child who he had with the sister. That is the sentence that I just said. <laughs> that was something that occurred. Now, well, I he, think he, he did need to get his rocks off, and she was holding out. And in his defense, in his defense, he did have a really bad day. Uh, the crossover <laughs> podcast does not endorse rape uh, <laughs> or incest. Or incest, yes. yes. We, we are, are just or, talking or about the a two TV show. The same thing. Um, like. And apparently though that scene uh, deviated from the books a little bit i remember uh my friend miller who's been on this podcast many many times um he was basically because that scene was just brutal in like i think it was the beginning of episode uh three or four when he like you know starts first off who who's in the mood when you're in like the tomb of your dead son you know because he was apparently just in the mood next to the body <laughs> of his poisoned dead like the corpse of his dead son and he does the like uh you know, he, he starts to move and we get the pan away in the show and, and you know, we get the voiceover and we hear uh, Cersei. She's like, no, no. And then he goes like, I don't care. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, just, I don't rape that girl. Whereas apparently in the book, she it was a little more, um, I guess, romance novely. Like, it wasn't like a flat-out rape scene.
1: <laughs> like, like, it was a little more romance novel She was like,
0: no, no. Yes, right. <laughs> it,
1: it it is it is slightly more like that in the book. Yeah. From what I remember. But uh, in the show just left out the yes.
0: Yeah, but in the show, it's a flat out racy. But she says <laughs> no, and then he goes, "I don't care." <laughs> like, just, like, just flat out like it was blatant. am no, like, Mister Lannister,
1: a cat <laughs> is a living being. He's exactly. like, I don't
0: care. I don't care. <laughs> oh God, it was terrible, and just like um ah, oh, like that scene was just brutal like that was like it was a very rapey scene rapey season in game of thrones because it also had those really uncomfortable scenes at like um and we can this is a nice segue into john snow here um because we also had those really ferocious scenes at craster's keep where those dudes had just taken over that hut with all of craster's like um yeah, wives like incest, wives. incest yeah, daughter wives. It. I guess. daughter wives. What you call them? Because I guess seriously, it's like a mom ant, right? Um, just like a farm on Alabama. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> great. Now we've lost Alabama as our uh, <laughs> <but>, uh <laughs> any Alabama I fans. Am. We may have. We have lost. Um, <laughs> yeah, because those scenes of Crashers keep, but I, I like Jon Snow. I thought had a phenomenal um season four. What say you, Rob? Uh yeah, uh, I can agree to that. Um, I'm trying to remember a lot of what he did, despite the fact that I watched all ten episodes in 27 hours earlier this week. <laughs> well,
1: Maybe you can not remember because you watched all ten hours and ten episodes
0: <laughs> in 27 hours. Yeah. Well, um, he had the he had the um the episode episode nine, which I referred to as the all wall episode. Gosh, uh, that's, that's such a good episode. Yeah, I, I, I keep thinking uh, what happened in episode eight was going to be episode 9 but then it's like oh my god that, this is episode 8 this is happening already because i'm assuming i to talk about it later so i won't mention it and i want but to just say... that episode 9 is like yeah this is just the entire episode is we're going to battle for the wall now and yeah. i personally i enjoyed it just surprisingly considering the whole episode was just one giant battle but i was actually entertained the whole time and john john snow stepped up uh, his role is like, you know, he, he can lead the watch if he needs to. <laughs> and um, I was going to say that that episode nine, the, the all wall episode, I needed that personally um, because I believe we lost my personal favorite character in the history of the show. And I'm going to go ahead and pour a little out for my homie. You can't see me right now, but I'm pouring a little water on my floor, um, pour it a little out for my homie Prince Oberyn because yes, when he oh. died. At the end of episode eight, I was not prepared. Like I needed two weeks to before I was ready to go back to to King's Landing for the aftermath of that. So when they did episode nine and it was all wall stuff and I didn't have to see, you know, like any of that, I was like, it was like the Game of Thrones people knew. They were like, you know, what if we go right back and we show like Oberin's headless corpse in season nine. We're going to lose Matt Pierce. So <laughs> so, like, sure that so, he
1: didn't have a head. He just didn't have a face.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Well, he exploded. <laughs> it was like a cantaloupe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But, like, that
0: definitely caught me off guard. Well, and ah, oh, God, I wasn't prepared to go to over this soon, but like, well, that's why I never brought it up. Brought yeah, it up. I know. You guys knew. You guys knew. So uh, I've
1: certain... forgotten about that, Pierce. Thanks a lot.
0: Well, what do you want from me? I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I lost all three of my favorite characters in the in the last three episodes in this show, and it was so. Oh, fun. I, I,
1: rem- I remember you texting me after that, and you're like, "I'm done with the show." No, this this no. Sucks. I
0: think I texted that's everyone. I, I, I think I I texted everyone in an emphatic like. And I didn't care if I spoiler alerted it for everyone because I was that distraught. I'm fairly certain (laughs) I just texted like "no," thirty-seven O's (laughs) because like, and I was like, like a certain point I was like, "There's eighteen O's here. You know what? That's not enough O's. It does not like more O's." Must reach character limit. Yeah, I'm like, oh god. Um, Sorry, what was the question you had there, Rob? Who were the three characters? Obviously Oberyn. I'm assuming Tywin. Yes, Tywin was was the third. um, The Hound. Oh, the hound, I lost the hound right. and I love the hound. Like, he it walked. didn't show him dead, it's assumed he's dead. That's true. So, I've got, I'm, I'm, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Let's just uh, in a show like Game of Thrones, I would not hold, your yeah. Breath. Well, because like, <laughs> now the hound, not the greatest character in the show, but my personal favorite bit that he would do is he would just go around dropping truth bombs on everybody in this particular world, yeah, because he said some stuff that people weren't ready to hear and they needed to hear <laughs> like 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 when he said to Brienne, when Brienne was like i can you know when she said to aria and she was like i could protect you and he was like no you fucking can't like <laughs> you can't protect anybody. this world is terrible nobody can protect anybody and i'm like you go hound you drop truth bombs on people uh
1: um, one of my favorite scenes from the hound was when uh those guys find him and they're like there's a price on your head and he's like, "Well, how much is it?" And then they're all like, "Oh, it's like a hundred gold or whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, all right, that's worth dying over." And then they, of course, they fight him, and he just kills them all. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, like that was so good. Um, let's let's go back to Jon Snow for a little bit here. Um, oh god, I, I just keep going back to like. I, I'll submit to you guys and you, and you guys can maybe talk me off of this because maybe I'm a little jaded because the first the last three Lord of the Rings movies
1: were... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. You want us to talk you off?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike, I'm going to leave that to you. Let's keep it <laughs> entire, you can, I'm sure Liz is okay
0: with it. <laughs> uh I'm going I'm to submit to you that the wall episode, just the all wall episode and the battle in... Lord of the Ring, or sorry, in Game of Thrones is better than <laughs> anything that Peter Jackson did in the Lord of the Rings movies after Fellowship. Okay, that I can I can see that being an argument. If you were gonna include Fellowship in that, I'm like I can't agree to that. <laughs> no, because like Fellowship was a massive achievement and like it was so good, but like everything he did after that was just and like I'll I'll admit that like I I didn't think the third movie was gonna be good because I don't think the third uh, the return of the king is a good book quite frankly so i didn't expect that to be a movie but like i i don't know could you have, could, were you guys able to sit through the other three like hobbit movies like i wasn't close. Well,
1: the, the hobbit movies were all they were basically a mess um i think the best thing that happened in all the hobbit movies is the first half hour like the first act of the first movie is perfect yeah, yeah. Like, it the, follows the first, the first, first act of the first close. movie is absolutely perfect. Yeah, it follows and it's, it's so cartoony and it's so fun. And it's got that neat, uh, the song of the dwarves sing yeah. and like that whole sequence where they're like throwing the dishes around is so stupid, but it's it fits perfectly with the book. The only and thing that's so well done.
0: The only thing for me that that movie didn't bring in is when all the dwarves show up in the books, they're defined by having a particular instrument with them whereas they don't have that in the movies but they make up for it by you know they're singing their song and and doing their thing um when they all sing together but yeah. in the books they have instruments that you know personally identify
1: themselves yeah well you're going to miss out some de- small details but other than yeah. like
0: i generally It's I not a huge they... It's the fact that it wasn't there is know it didn't make or break the movie and considering yeah. that like like normally like you, you just say you have to leave stuff out um Lee Park. but like i don't think peter did or uh peter jackson had to leave stuff out because he made a uh like 200 page book into three
1: three hour movies like, well he was trying that, not that's to something leave that, stuff that's out. that's not gonna like you leave that out not because you don't have enough time, but just because like you don't want to, and it just kind of seems silly. Like the thing yeah. you have to remember is that The Hobbit is basically a kids' book,
2: Yeah. right? Yeah, and so you're gonna
1: have things where it's like, oh, this guy shows up with a loot, and this guy shows up with a fucking bongos or whatever. Um, and you know, in a movie that does, doesn't translate nearly as well, because you, because in a book it's really easy to differentiate characters by saying this is the one with this uh, characteristic. item. Um, Whereas in a movie, you can just be like, this is this guy, and this is what he looks like. Remember his face. You'll see him again. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: He's also got a voice that you will remember the sound of. Hopefully. Unless they're twins
0: and they sound the same.
1: Yeah. Uh Although, back to your original question, um, earlier uh, when you were talking about Jon Snow, I was actually thinking about that episode of The Wall, and I have before compared it to The Lord of the Rings, and I think that that battle sequence is the even just like, not thinking of like the episode as a whole, but the battle sequence is better than almost anything else. Like, I think there's this one particular shot um, where they start off where like down in the actual, like little uh, the castle and they do this pan run of the castle. And then it this a slow pan all the way up to the top of the wall and it's this really, really long, continuous shot, and I think that shot is one of my favorite things that's ever happened in Game of Thrones.
0: And that was the... You're talking about the long tracking shot that they did. Apparently, they got that in one take, too. Oh, really? Was, yeah, <laughs> like, because like apparently it was one of those situations where they were like, Okay, people... I could be wrong, I might be telling tales at a stu- uh, school here, but they were, because again, I wasn't working on the show, but apparently they were like, okay, people, we get one chance at this. So, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to see goggles. goggles, people, yeah, see was, goggles do me. nothing. It was basically like, yeah, like, alright, this one shot cost a million dollars, so we have to get <laughs> it right. <laughs> and, like, speaking of loot, like, I'm going to deviate a little bit here uh, from the Jon Snow uh, plot. We'll, we'll, we'll touch back, because I want to make one more point about the Jon Snow plot. And you can tell that that one shot cost them so much damn money <laughs> in in episode nine because they clearly ran out of loot for the last episode. Because did you see how horroshious and that's half horrible, half atrocious, horroshious <laughs> the CGI skeletons were in that Whoa. one scene when they were attacking Brand? <laughs> Thank God, yes. yeah, like those they were like 80s quality. quality bad. They look like like. Th- the monsters in like it reminded me of Clash of the Titans.
1: Like the and I the thought original, I was watching the intro to Diablo 2.
0: Yeah, they look like the original Clash of the Titans, and I'm talking like the awesome Harry Hamlin one, not that remake and crap one from like 2006. Are you
1: are you comparing them to Claymation?
0: I like I am. They look bad. Like go back and watch. I've you You're listening. I to did, podcasts. and I just chose to improve it in my mind. <laughs> and now <laughs> that you have brought it up and pointed it out, it's taken me out of that and you now i see it again for what it is i'm like oh it's so bad it. they clearly ran out of loot like it's... they clearly ran out of loot on that 10th episode and they were just like fuck we're gonna have to do shitty looking skeletons it was like the skeletons it's like okay sinbad's fighting them or something
1: yeah it, it looked like Harry that's Canada what Flash the titans
0: honestly yeah. or, like like there's the one bit where like jojin's getting stabbed and like you get a close-up <laughs> of him laying on the ground and he's like laying there and there's like a CGI hand going, a uh, skeleton hand going up and down. But it's like it so
1: cartoony. <laughs> and bad. bad that I was laughing during that? Because oh, I'm just like, picturing the skeleton going,
0: <laughs> yeah. And it like you know, got it took it right out of the world during that plot. Like you were just like, why is this so bad? This show is so, like just rewatching it. I was like, oh, it's the 10th episode. They clearly just ran out of money. And they were like, fuck, we got to make
1: cartoonish well, looking dudes. I- is that they're a show? Like, they don't have some $150 million budget.
0: They do They've have got, a big
1: budget, though. This is the, the, oh, no, the right, big budget. They do budget. have a big budget for a show. Um, but, I mean, it's not like, you know, if you look at $150 million for two hours for a movie, and then you've got, you know, many times that for the show, like, they they can't. Are you saying uh, they don't have
0: 150 million dollars yeah, the episode? Yeah, yeah, a show with a lot of characters and a lot No, of they do
1: not. <laughs> okay, let's, fine. Let's be conservative. We'll cut it in half. 75 million dollars. <laughs> no, they don't have that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Like, like obviously, it's a big budget show. They've got a lot of money and they need to spend it because they got to, you know, travel to exotic places throughout the world. They got to build crazy sets. They got to get tons and tons of. Uh, costumes and whatnot. They they got you know they got to pay actors. They got so many extras on the show, like thousands and thousands of uh, not thousands, but like hundreds of people you know working behind the scenes and yeah. stuff. But it was just you could tell that they clearly ran out of loot and should have budgeted themselves yeah. a little better because like like those weren't like those skeletons weren't like 2000. They they were they weren't like 2004 bad. They were like 1983 yeah. bad like it was oh god they, they were they would have been bad for even the 90s yeah they on, they would have been bad for the 80s like maybe like i don't yeah know. okay yeah sorry yeah you're right like i said like 1980 yeah like yeah. 1983 bad like like i keep comparing it to like the original like 1980s clash of the titans like right. the, mon- the, the cartoon monsters they had and that looks slightly better
1: and, and maybe they just forgot about it they're like oh shit we got 45 minutes to finish this
0: We'll deal with this in the next <laughs> season. It'll be better, we swear. They're like, we, we've banked enough good good karma on this so, show. Some someone
1: people... someone load a Warcraft 3 and we'll like, <laughs> animate some skeletons and we'll just like, cut them out and throw them in the show
0: uh it was bad i'm just saying maybe maybe spend less money on the cgi on the on the baby's on the baby zombie and like episode four so for save a little cash for your cgi budget on his, your yeah.
1: well, you can kind of actually see that like throughout the show like not in like obviously this is you know something's really really low budget but that generally i i think it was uh I can't remember what season it was, but there was one where it was like, there was just nothing the whole season. And then all of a sudden, like, there's like this big, phenomenal dragon scene. And it's like, well, that's where they spent all their money. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was season three. Well, when, even, uh, even
0: this season too, it could have been between um, the all wall episode and any scene with the dragons. Because the dragons are a lot bigger now.
1: Yeah. You, and you can it's actually, still rather impressive. That's actually something that, um, that you see a lot more in the books is you see a lot more, well, you don't see a whole lot more of the dragons, but the big thing is you see a lot more of the wolves and it's because the wolves are expensive because CGI is expensive. So like the, uh, the dire worlds are like real characters and they're around all the time, like all over the place. And in the show, they're just like, well, maybe we'll just show them here, and then four more episodes we'll have them for five seconds because it's, you know, it's fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I think the most
0: like it's just I I think the most uh, the most logical explanation is that they just pure, simply ran out of loot for the yeah. last yeah. for the it's... last episode, and they were like, fuck it, you know, what? our show's so good, we're just gonna put it in cartoon looking. Skeletons and people will forgive us because it's like, guess what? Everyone's already watching it, yeah. Everyone's already watching it, and we're doing everything else right anyway.
1: Um, That's quite possible. I did enjoy that
0: whole scene outside of the cartoony skeletons, like, yeah, the introduction of the children and all that. Like, I am intrigued. Like, I want to see where that's gonna go. Well, it was the best part because the brand plot has been dragon for a couple of seasons now so it's nice yeah. to see that that one's finally meeting ahead because like <laughs> after brand looks like he's aged three years oh god that was hilarious <laughs> like was that in season three when he hit when the kid clearly the actor uh, hit hit Langham, clearly hit puberty because it was like, <laughs> like like i wanted to do a parody scene where it was like you know uh, like if i knew how to draw which i don't i would have drawn like a parody of hodar being like all right, or Brand being like, "All right, pick me up, Hodor," and then Brand being bigger than Hodor because he, <laughs> like, he clearly was, and like because like like the kid just because I remember in like I can't remember if it was like between season two or and three. I think it was between season two and three when the kid hit puberty because yeah. it was like at the end of season two he was like. Oh, we've got to go and save everybody! And then in season three, it's like Hodor. I need you to help me uh, get to the get to the three-eyed
1: Raven and stuff. I'm pretty like, sure like, that happened like mid episode.
0: Yeah, and he had like, and the kid just got all awkward and gangly. And <laughs> teed yeah. it happened mid line read. Yeah, like like Homer when he was singing to the church, right? In that one yeah. episode. Hey, my voice just dropped. Yeah, uh, but like like the brand plot's been dragging for a couple of years and i would just say that like if you have a group of people and hodor is the most charismatic member of the group hodor you be rethinking yourself right but uh yeah i'm just i'm glad that 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 plot has has you know reached its um it's about to, it seems like it's about to reach its apex and it'll be a lot more interesting in season five um uh, i want to get back to Jon snow finally after this 20 minute detour we've been taking on even though i enjoyed every second of us complaining <laughs> about those fucking skeletons um, <laughs> game of thrones is a show that's obviously rife for parody and you know the internet everybody takes it off it's meme so many times and um you know, like at College Humor and other awesome websites like that, comedy websites like that, obviously parody the fuck out of this Game of Thrones show. But I'm gonna submit to YouTube that the best parody of Game of Thrones season four I saw was uh, somebody parodied when Yee-Greet died, when Yee-Greet got shot, and the way they did it was, and it was so phenomenally done. It was, and because it, it, this meme, it, it was, a, it was a meme that was like. Th- Three or four years old, but enough time would had passed that this meme was able to become funny again. But what happened was it showed it showed the bit where like you know because like there was a really good this scene was phenomenal by the way, but I'm about to make fun of it. But like she's holding the arrow and she's pointing the arrow at him and like she's like you know her hands shaking and she doesn't know what to do and he's just kind of staring at her and he's just like well you know you do what you got to do, and then all of a sudden you know she gets it in the chest and it's like holy fuck, and somebody. Uh, parodied it where it, where it did that scene where it was intense and they like they you know they slowed it down and they had the intense music and then when Yee Greek got hit with the arrow it started playing that Imogen Heap song where it went like mm, what you say <laughs> <laughs> they did the they did the old parody because it worked perfectly to that old Saturday Night Live sketch because John as you know like kid harrington does the thing where he puts like the oh my god she got shot and then he does like the slow
1: head turn to see who <laughs> shot her yeah and that, then- that whole thing that that's originally from the oc right
0: yeah it was originally from like i think it was the ending of uh, my brother told me this because like um uh, like
1: the, the oc the oc was a show that
0: my brother he was in like high school when it was on and, and the oc was the show that you watched in order to um initiate conversation with the ladies in high school right. But he was big enough we all had that show for us is... 90210 and, and stuff like that right um i think it was the end of like season two is is the origin of that particular scene one of the characters gets shot and it plays that song and but yeah it did that and it was so because like kid Harrington looks like because it like it switches to slow motion you see her like get shot with the arrow in slow motion and <laughs> the guy john snow turns and he's, like, yeah, he's like who shot her and then he looks back and he does the like slow motion run to catch her it's, it was phenomenal look it up it was like the ye greet death or, or ye greet dear sister death or whatever but um that scene was phenomenal and should probably go like on Kid Harrington's Emmy reel.
1: um well I sure um, hope so <laughs> yeah or not or <laughs> all right that would be really good. He walks up there and they just play that. He's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I have to interrupt because while we were talking
0: about this, I was trying to search for those memes and whatnot. And in Google, the second search that I put, I put in Game of Thrones Ingrid death meme. The second hit on Google was Game of Thrones season four, episode nine, shot through the heart YouTube. The oh, second yeah. that arrow pierces, <laughs> shot through the heart hits. i i I just hit pause like i don't need to see the rest of it i'm already laughing (laughs) Rob call flesh get you your internet memes um you know what i've been avoiding it all night we, we touched on it a tad.
1: You've got paper. This is official. Yeah, I know. I know. We're I'm just showing papers,
0: up with sorry. drinks in hand, and he's that's, here being it, a businessman. It, hey, that's why I'm the host, and you guys, you're the law-talking guys.
2: Um, <laughs> the
0: lawyers. Yeah. Um, have you guys enjoyed the non-plot at all in the last two seasons? I've enjoyed uh, – I can't remember prior to the season when things happened. But I did enjoy the Theon plot this season, compared to when the whole season was just toying with him, getting his junk cut off. Jesus, that was that is some of the worst television. Not 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 in terms of like bad writing or anything, but just emphatically unwatchable. Yeah. And I remember uh, when I rewatched season three um, last year, when season four was about to come out, I i skipped like every time theon was tied to that fucking x i was like skip 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 because i'm like i don't want to watch this shit again yeah yeah because when they were doing that like they didn't really advance it at all until the last time when they actually did something with it until then it's just like oh you know what's coming when are we gonna do it i don't know we're gonna drag it out all season but then this season, it I don't know, it didn't seem so much that it was Theon. He was there, but it seemed more about um, Ramsey, I think his name was. Yeah, yes, that was. Um, yeah, it was more about yeah Ramsey Snow, I think. Ramsey Snow, then becoming Ramsey Bolton. Um, it seemed more about him, but it's just like, yeah, you now have Reek, your trained whipping boy. Yeah. So- and that, that's another thing, like, we discussed earlier about um, Game of Thrones being an abusive television show, like, like it's, like, being in an abusive relationship, so, and, and that plot line, the ending of that plot line, kind of, went, when Ramsay gets, you know, legitimized, and they get to flay all those people, because, um, like, <laughs> this fucking psycho character dude, who spends an entire season torturing a dude. <laughs> And like it's a season and a half trigger dude, he gets all of his wishes at the end of season four come true, right? I gotta watch <laughs> yeah. it, my favorite guy get his goddamn head caved in like a cantaloupe with a baseball bat, and this guy's like, "Yes, you know, all of my dreams have come true. Everything's like, <laughs> coming up Ramsy. God, yeah. It's like God." this show man like that yeah little... your
1: favorite character walking around and he falls over and like it's a nail through his head and gets syphilis or whatever and then you know the villain goes and wins the lottery
0: <laughs> yeah and it's just oh god yeah that season three stuff is just terrible and i guess and um maybe you can back me up on this because you read the books but apparently i think i was talking to uh, our good friend bill who i hope to get on this podcast one day who's also read the books and he was telling me that um uh, all that torture stuff never actually happens in the books. Like it's all just kind of implied. Like you, like you don't go through
1: that torture journey with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's referenced the, the only thing that you actually see of Theon up until like throughout books two and three, like after he gets captured, um, are, uh, before the red wedding, um, cat gets, I'm pretty sure she gets either a finger or his dick in the mail. No, I think it's a finger.
0: Wait, Catelyn Stark or his sister?
1: Uh, no, Catelyn Stark. Like she they gets send. Theon Greyjoy's finger? Yeah, they send her one of Theon J- Greyjoy's fingers and being like, hey, check it out. That's interesting. Why, why would they send it to her? Uh... But cause why, why else would they torture him? Like, you know, who else would, would benefit and would really get joy from the torture of Theon Greyjoy? gray joy. Uh, maybe it's the one who she thinks, you know, killed her kids. Yes. Good point. So they, they send her a piece and she's like uh, torn. She likes it, but of course she doesn't because, you know, she's actually a, kind of a decent person. Um, but th- there's that, and then um, when he becomes a Bolton, that's uh, that's mentioned at some point. I can't remember if that's in book three or four, but it's it's, uh, it's at some point when they're just going through the it, – it's after um, Joffrey dies and uh, his younger brother becomes king, whatever his name is. Tommen, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, Tommen. When Tommen becomes king, they're just going through... It's just one of those typical um, bureaucratic scenes where they're like, okay, do this. This happens, this happens. It's like, oh, Bolton wants named name this guy as his heir, and he goes, oh, good, and stamps it, and that's it.
0: Yeah, um, I guess because, like... I mean, I guess the reason they did all that torture stuff is because you've got the guy who plays Theon. You've got
1: him contracted in and you're paying them money, so you're going to use them during season yeah, three, right? No, so yeah, they're you, like, You have to. like, yeah, You have to. like, You can't be like, okay, so we really want you to show up in three years. Yeah, take um, a breather. You want to just like sit here for a little while and just wait and just ma- make sure that you don't actually progress your career and don't do anything until then.
0: <laughs> you mentioned, uh, we, we talked a little bit about Tommen, um, which can uh, segue us into... Marjorie Tyrell a little bit, and mm. I I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke. Uh, let me i censor myself and say player.
1: Um, I'm not gonna say she's a gold digger. I say she knows how to play the game.
0: Yes, a little bit. She knows she, uh, she knows, well, she knows how to use her is. one
1: weapon. <laughs> she she knows she knows what her assets are. Well, the thing is, she has more than one weapon. Like she's got the obvious one, and then she's got the other two. And then she's got, like, she's actually, like, really smart. Like, she knows what she's doing. And I think she's, um, in terms of, you know, my personal preferences, the hottest chick on the show. And that she's, uh, I don't know, a really interesting, powerful female character because she, she knows how to get shit done.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Uh, quick poll Natalie Dormer or Amelia Clark? Uh, Leapock, you already said uh, Natalie Dormer, Rob? Uh, all day. <laughs> yeah, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, that makes three of us. Uh, not that, you know, Amelia Clark is not also a 10, but like, well, it's funny because. Um, if we're arguing between 10s, yeah, you go. We're nitpicking, know, I mean, we're nitpicking a little bit here. It's, it's, yeah, it's an def- easy old
1: term and say, I would take a running start at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a really funny
0: baseball. I'm just going to digress a little bit here. But uh, there's a really – my favorite um, baseball writer going right now is uh, Jonah Carey. And Jonah Carey wrote a book last year called Up, Up, and Away, um, which is about the history of the Montreal Expos. And it came out last year. And when he was doing his book tour for this, he ended up going on – I can't remember if it was – Conan or you know Jimmy Kimmel or one of those it was one of those late night shows and he gets on there and it was um he was because he went on he went on there and then he talked about it later because I listened to his podcast and stuff and he was on Tim and Sid another sports radio show that I listened to he basically said that the three guests that night were Natalie Dormer Sofia Vergara and him (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, like, <laughs> so embarrassing yeah like and like he's
0: not like an unattractive dude but he's not like a like he's not a chut or anything like that but he's not you know He's no George Clooney. Let's put it that way. So he was basically, and I don't remember which order they went up. It's like, in, what happens
1: like, when there's a ten and there's a ten yeah, and there's like a seven?
0: I, yeah, I would say it was a ten and then a twelve. Because like Sofia Vergara for me is like is is up there, and like just to me that'd be ridiculous. Um, that Marjorie Tyrell scene with Tommen and, and her that was a tad uncomfortable i don't know was i the only one who's uncomfortable during that scene i wasn't sure where it was gonna go yeah it's all You're right like- so i got i got robbed down for a slight uncomfortable so it's nice to know i'm not
1: alone what say you leapfrog um yeah okay so it was a little uncomfortable because it's like oh he's just a kid but um like i hadn't read the books but i i it's easier if you think about the time period like even in like you know, earth back then in the medieval ages that wouldn't have been that weird. Yeah. Um, like, well, it would have been weird, but I mean the whole idea of, you know, a girl with a guy that age wouldn't have been like illegal. <laughs> yeah. but um, also but it's, but it's, it's it, the thing is, is that, it's, be... is that is that she's, she's, she's playing the game again. She's like, you know what? I'm going to plant this seed. I'm going to give this guy his first real boner. And then (laughs) I'm not going to make it awkward. I'm going to leave so he doesn't have to stand up and shake my hand or anything and be really (laughs) embarrassed. And he's going to show me his cat for some reason. And then, uh, you know, just guess who he's going to be thinking about for the next, you know, three weeks nonstop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm predicting that, um, Marjorie is going to have a, uh, there's going to be a lot of her and Cersei in season five. Having not read the books, and we don't have to do any spoiler alerts, but I think there's going to be a lot of her and Cersei in in season five, and I think it's going to be a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, speaking of what I think is going to be really good in season five, um, the Arya plot. What would you like to see go on in the Arya plot? Let's start with Rob. Uh, one, her not to die. (laughs) Well put. Well, cheers to you. (laughs) I want her to live. (laughs) Oh, cheers to that. Um, well, I think she's gonna probably find, I can never, I don't remember his name, but she had that coin. Uh, and Hagar, I think is the dude's name. So, the the assassin guy from, like, faceless slash
1: mini face guy.
0: Yeah, I think he's gonna make an appearance again. Um, I, I don't I really don't know what to expect out of that character. I just know that I don't want Arya to die. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, it just seems it seems like she's headed to like it seems like her plot line. And again, um, this is just me spe- speculating. Pardon me, having not read the books, it seems like she's headed to meet that guy to become one of the assassin type things, which. She has a few kills under her belt. Yeah, which I hope to God that's the way it's headed. Um, uh, let, let's talk a little what we think might happen in what, Season 5. You're not going to ask me about
1: Arya? Oh, Come on. Oh, no, go ahead,
0: Park. Go ahead. Sorry I interrupted. Okay, well, I've been drinking, okay. so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what I want to see from Arya is just more FaceTime. Uh, I think... Uh, I can't remember her name... But I think she's doing a phenomenal job as acting as Arya, and she's funny
0: on Vine too. Like, sorry to interrupt, but um, no, like, she is. She
1: is. I've seen her and um, and Sansa's stuff together. Yeah,
0: they, they do some stuff together where they're like joking around while they're getting ready for the show. But like her on her own is she's like one of the best Vine. And I'm not a big Vine watcher, but she's one of the better Vine. Um, Vine's going, I guess. Yeah, be- I, I,
1: I've seen, um, like, I'm I, I, not a Vine person, but I've seen uh, a couple of, like, compilation videos of her and the the actress who plays Sansa, and it's they're, they're all pretty phenomenal, uh, the two of are and her apart. But anyway, she's, she's a great actress, and uh, the character is awesome. Like, if I'm talking about my top three characters, at least in the first couple of seasons, it was her and Tyrion, and um and danny daenerys um but i really just want to see uh more of her because i think she's great and you know with depending on how long they take some just have a heart attack there
0: uh <laughs> i don't know what that to, was oh it's probably me is coming this back live? In my chair is this live, <laughs> is this live?
1: Uh, sweet all right so um depending on how they go with the next couple seasons or whatever with these books, like she's a character that just doesn't show up until the fifth book. Right. And so they could leave her out as much or include her as much as possible. But if they want to have her as like a central character, which I think she should, because she's one of the more important characters, they might have to add some stuff. And I'm really interested to see what they add and what they do to flesh out her storyline.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 super excited for for her. Like like I'm when she gave the dude the coin and then went on the the boat at the end. I was super sad to see the city. like that was the most upset I think I was as far as the plot as far as having to know that I had to wait another nine months or whatever it was to get new Game of Thrones episodes because I was like, oh my god, Arya's
1: heading towards doing new stuff and yeah, because she she goes to. She goes to I guess it's Davos. Bravos, I think it's Bravos Bravos. Bravos, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it seems like Bravos is gonna be the place to be in season five. Because like we got the Iron Bank there, Ari is heading there, and uh, Nobody's gonna care about the King's Landing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to go to Dorn, because I I, I I feel like we're gonna get to go to Dorne. Well, actually, I know we're gonna get to go to Dorn because they've been filming in uh Spain and whatnot. Um Yeah, I'm I'm excited to go to where my
1: boy uh, Prince Oberon may he rest in peace from. I'm I'm, I'm excited to go to that world. Yeah, you you should be because you know, without you know, giving out any major spoilers, um, okay, it turns out that Oberon was liked by more people than just us. Yeah, Uh, that he was actually well liked not only as the reader, like by the readers, but also by the characters. So when he gets murdered in you know a foreign territory maybe the other citizens of the place where he comes from where he is a prince maybe they're not pleased
0: (laughs) yeah and like that that was the thing that weirded me out because um we know in the plot of the show that cersei's eldest daughter is, yeah, in being, is in Dorne, is in and being taken care of by like Oberyn's siblings, and I'm like, in my head, I'm just thinking like, okay, well now this is happening, and then they're gonna like string <laughs> up this like I don't know how old she would be, and then they'd be like, all right, well now we're gonna send her back in little tiny pieces to your little city, cause like seriously, it's like Cersei's daughter, and Cersei's the reason pretty much that Oberyn's head exploded. Um, <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, god, just. And apparently, from what Rob, you'll get this joke. From what I've heard, and this is not a major spoiler, but you know, we get to meet Oberyn's brother in season five coming up. Okay. And I'm gonna put out uh, to anyone listening to this podcast with the ability. I need a um, drawing because apparently, (laughs) Oberyn's brother is in like some sort of old timey wheelchair (laughs) because he's unable to walk. So I need. Somebody with the ability to draw to give me Prince Obrin and his brother in a Game of Thrones version of Wheels in a Leg Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like
0: I need it, I gotta have it. I'm putting it out there. Whoever sends that to me on Twitter at MPierce6, whoever hooks me up with that. Thank you very much. And, and I don't know, I'll send you a t-shirt. Or
1: something That's so amazing. Um yeah, his brother's got, like, gout or something like that. Gout. Uh, yeah, it's gout,
0: <laughs> which I think you get from eating too much red meat. If, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but I know <laughs> one. it was from drinking too much. Yeah, maybe. I think it's for it's from overindulging in something. All things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, like, I, I'm not I a doctor, but I know one, and maybe I can ask him <laughs> when we're off the show. Um, you mentioned a few new characters. Without giving away spoiler alerts, Leapock? Um, mm-hmm. Can you mention some new characters we'll be meeting in season five? And will anyone be able to fill the void of
1: my boy Prince Oberyn? Uh, okay. Well, the first thing, without spoilers, Oberon has daughters.
0: Oh. Yes, I've heard this. The Sand Snakes. Which I yep. am...
1: Daughters ...monstrously
0: <laughs> excited for.
1: They are... There's, uh, I want to say, three of them. They are different, and they are interesting. <laughs> and they're all awesome. Nice. Oh, God. Um, Tyrion, uh, encounters some very interesting people because obviously he can't stick around where he is now. So, you know, he leaves, um, and he meets some people you've seen before and some really interesting new people in some exotic lands. And then, uh, some storylines start to converge.
0: That's the biggest selling point of season. Sorry to interrupt, but that's the biggest selling point of season five of Game of Thrones. I think we can, I think every fan of the show can agree that we're finally going to see plots. Co-mingling. Well, at some point it had to happen. Yeah. And now it's finally happening. Right? right? There's
1: one other thing. There's one other thing that I want to say is that there's one of the major uh, without saying uh, you know any spoilers, one of the major um, characters of book four is, is Brie. is Brienne. Really? And yeah, she, she is a first person character in book four. And I don't know how they're going to handle that at all because the way that they've handled her up until now has been so different from the books that I honestly have no idea what they're going to do if they're just going to completely change things or if they're going to retcon things or if they're going to do a previously on and then just make up some stuff. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, remember, remember, remember when this happened in an episode? No, that's because it didn't, but whatever, we're going to do it anyway.
0: <laughs> Don't say it can't happen. Are they just going to do a return to the House of the Mummies part one and just not do that and just start part two? Return to the House of the Mummies part two. That's, and that's, well, thank you for that reference, Rob, because um, <laughs> let me tell you, you will be coming back on this podcast to do a. Venture Brothers pod at some point. I don't know what it's gonna be about. And maybe like a synopsis or a commentary track, but the three of us will be getting together at some point to talk a little Venture Brothers. But um uh let's get back to Game of Thrones here. Um Is there a hero on this show? Death. (laughs) that <laughs> death is, the hero. Well, death death is, is my always the hero. Death is always the hero. <laughs> death <laughs> is always the winner of every show. If, if you winner. want a hero
1: to root for, <laughs> then it's death. Because
0: <laughs> like, that just goes back to me, like, because like we were talking about Prince Oberyn and how much we loved him. You want to know why we love Prince Oberyn so much? Because he was the only guy in the history of this show or this book or this world that actually seemed like he enjoyed living in this world that was created by George R. Martin. <laughs> like yeah. nobody else in the history of the show was like, you know where I wanna be? Here. <laughs> like nobody. Everybody else is like, you know what? I would rather be in Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter <laughs> or any of those other worlds. I don't want to be here. But
1: Oberyn uh, was like, you know what? I'm a while Cer- Cersei was pretty happy to be here.
0: That's true. Um, <laughs> like, oh, my God. All right, let's... Um,
1: you know, that's actually interesting because he's, he's, yeah, he does seem to be happy to be there. But I, I read a, uh, a theory about Game of Thrones and that what it is is that it's, Game of Thrones is when the story ends and they lived happily ever after, except they didn't, and this is what happens afterwards, right? And so, so if the happily at, ever like,
0: after was when Robert Baratheon took the throne.
1: Yeah, it's it's when he, he kills, you know, the evil. Uh, you know, family or whatever. They they strike them all down, and they, you know, they conquer the the awful insane tyrant, and he marries the beautiful rich woman, and then they live happily ever after. And then that's the end of the story, except the story continues, and then maybe he's not actually a great king, and he doesn't actually know how to rule because he's you know a crazy person, and he, he's a warrior, right? He wants to fight, and so instead of fighting, he. Drinks and he, you know, cheats on his wife and he just whores around and he has like 19 illegitimate ch- children. Uh, and then his wife, well, not anymore, but I only know <laughs> of one and they kind
0: of stopped showing him. Is he coming back?
1: Well, or did, or did he die? I That's just a don't good remember. point because
0: he was not into what was his, I don't even remember his name. I don't remember yeah, his name. He, he was like the blacksmith's son for argument's sake, or the Blacksmith's Apprentice. And then, I think it was in Season 3, he got shipped off somewhere with the the Red
1: Witch, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, Alessandra. She was, uh, was going to sacrifice him because he, he had King's Blood. Yeah. Right. And King's Blood would kill a king. And then he did, done, got off.
0: Dav- uh, Davos helped him escape. Right? Yeah, yeah, Davos
1: helped him escape, and then he ended up with Arya again, and then I'm pretty sure he ended up joining the um, that friggin' underground society.
0: Well, we haven't seen any of this because like he hasn't been seen since season three, so maybe he no, makes no, sense. no,
1: he was in, he was in season three. Yeah, he right, was in season but three, but he was but season, season four, four, he was, he was not in. completely yeah.
0: absent. What is that character's name? Because if you take a year off in Game of Thrones, I'm going to forget your character name. That's just how it's
1: going to be. I thought he was around because I thought he joined the – I thought he was around and then they were like, oh, you should come with us. I think you're mixing up your book stuff
0: right now. No, no, Actually,
1: I'm mixing up my characters. I'm thinking of um, the baker.
0: Oh, Hot Pie. (laughs) Hot Pie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is his name Gendry? Gendry, yeah, nice, Gendry. good pull, Rob. Good pull. Um, <laughs> Google to the rescue. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. What's his name good. <laughs> Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> Man. Um, all right. Uh, one last question, and then we'll call it. Uh, let's start with Leapock. who's um, just strictly based on the show. Who is actually, you know, we'll go, we'll save Lee Park for last because he knows. Um, Rob, <laughs> Rob, who's your uh, MVP prediction for season three or season, season three, season five. MVP. Yeah. MVP. Like who do you think is going to be the most? Cause like last season to me, the MVP was Oberyn and Jon Snow. And in season three, um, I don't think there's any argument that I, I think you Jamie Lannister was obviously the MVP of season three. So who do you think? I can't remember back to season three, but in season five, yeah, this is just kind. I'm I'm hoping it is actually either Arya or Sansa. Sansa being the underdog on that one. All right, so you're gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm putting you down. I'm writing you. I got my my, my papers that I've been. I'm writing you down, (laughs) (laughs) Rob. MVP is Arya. I'm gonna go ahead and predict that Cersei Lannister. That's my prediction for MVP of season five. Um, I, would, I would like that too. Yeah, I think she's gonna be my because I feel like she's gonna get a lot of screen time because like she's now the queen of King's Landing, or I guess she'll be running ish because her you know son is too young and <laughs> queen regent you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah she, it's
1: queen regent. Queen
0: regent, yeah, and, and her like ten year old son can't get any blood to his head because Natalie Dormer's all up all up on that. Uh, <laughs> <talking there>. Yeah. <laughs> Leapock, uh, MVP of season five. Go ahead.
1: Um, it's a split for me. Um, not even thinking about too much about the books because the books are so long and mishmash. It's going to be either uh, Cersei, but I don't like Cersei. So I'm going to say uh, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. All right. Yeah. Because if you think about where he's left off, like, the last thing we saw him in was pretty freaking baller. Like, he won this huge battle, and then he threw himself away to basically go get executed. And he managed to come back alive. And he's, I don't know, I think he's going to do a whole lot next season.
0: Mike, I think you should gamble. I think you should pick Sam. Sam <laughs> hey, what a What a...
1: And not even the real Sam Gamgee. What a load. From Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. of shows up.
0: But he's going to show up in a Rudy Notre Dame. jersey. Kind of- <laughs> um.
1: Share the load.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite... Um, theories and you guys have heard this but I'll say it for um, the people out there. Uh, one of my favorite things you don't see it as much in the later seasons but in the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones it's more hilarious where random characters that you've never heard of will show up and uh, I would say they would kick in the door of a plot line and basically go, "I'm running things now." People who have been here since season one. And like, is the, um, without spoiling anything, is there any of that in season five, League Park?
1: Um. Probably. <laughs> <But> it's,
0: <laughs>
1: this, okay, it, it's so hard I to say, right? Because because uh, books four and five are all like, you know, they're parallel, right? And there's there's a lot of stuff that happens that just it just doesn't matter. Like, okay, so if you've ever read the books, like okay, so think of the first season first scene, sorry, of the first episode. It's of uh, the guys walking around, and they find the White Walkers, and then they get murdered. Okay? Um, well, hold that's on. I'm going to
0: the... interrupt you there, because you mentioned that the White Walkers were in first season. We are now to, about to enter season five, and those White Walkers are still just White Walking.
1: Like, yeah, okay. So yeah, they, they, they do their thing.
0: They're coming, <laughs> I swear. They're going to be <laughs>
1: they're, huge. They're it's going to be huge. The term is, they're a looming threat. For like a decade um, So that is The introduction to the first book It's, you know, the prologue um, Every book Has a kind of prologue and that, that doesn't Contain major characters And it's Just kind of, you know, has a fun little thing The prologue to oh, God, it's a book four It's just terrible It contains characters that do Yeah, no, it is book four it, it's super long and it's something that is completely inconsequential and it's just nonsense like I don't think it actually ever leads to anything and so like it's so hard to judge where the actual show is going to go because they're obviously not going to go jump into this thing that might not be relevant for five years
0: yeah um <laughs> um All right. So I think I already said one last question, but this will be my absolute last question. Um, uh, How excited are you for this season relative to the other seasons? Uh, Let's start with Leapock.
1: Oh, that's a hard thing to say. Um, this is a super hard question. Like what a
0: what a what a dumb question this is. Like, <laughs> <my face> is <laughs> Relative
1: so to other around. seasons, I don't know. Yeah. I don't write down my excitement <laughs> level. Don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep it in a journal. Well uh, overall though, I, I am really excited to see because um because having now read the books, I'm actually really excited to see what they do with them because the seasons have been different and they've left out some things and they've added a lot of others. They've concentrated more on some characters where they've completely glossed over others. Uh, I, I really want to see what happens. I'm super happy that the show is coming out again and I'm totally on board.
0: Rob, my excitement level has gone up every season. Even when characters that I liked and didn't want to die have died. As long as I still have some that are alive. It's like Tywin died. It sucked, but okay. Tyrion and Arya are still alive. Once you get everybody that I care about dead, then my excitement level for the next season will probably drop, except for the fact I will always be able to cheer for death. Yeah death is the best character, when it's, the all best set, character. it's all MVP said and, done. and just game looking of thrones. at every corpse well, death is series. death is undefeated in game of thrones like death has an undefeated <laughs> season going on right. death death is Kentucky before they lost to Wisconsin it was an undefeated season um, <laughs> uh, like, like I don't know it, it was kind of a dumb question to ask relative to the other seasons but I'm my thing is I'm just super excited for this particular season because I know <laughs> that Because I know about the we talked about the sand stakes and whatnot, and um, my boy Oberyn, who again had his head exploded, Um, I'm hoping I got my fingers crossed that his um, brother and his bastard daughters are going to be like fuck that, like we're swinging on everybody now (laughs) and we're coming (laughs) for revenge. And I'll be like, yes, (laughs) like you go get yourself some some zombie mountain and kill him and and whatnot um rob call mike leopock thanks for coming out i mean i had a lot of fun doing this i hope you guys had fun um we'll get you guys back we should get you two guys back um after like the halfway point of the season we'll do like a mid-season recap and then uh uh, do an end of season recap once once game of thrones is over so um do you guys have anything you want to plug any Twitter accounts or anything you want you want to get out there? I don't do social media. <laughs> don't do social media? That's true. The I told account. you earlier this week I had to create a Skype account. And I appreciate you doing that. I still don't well, have my a Facebook entire, account. So. Like, uh,
1: I don't even do like – okay. Uh, let's see. Look at my account. Um, does it say that it's Mike Leapock <laughs> talking? Does it? Does it? All right well <laughs> okay so, so now me, you
0: guys have something to strive for next time you get on
1: the show Have
0: something. it, may, hey, well, it's, finally it one, is comfortable under my
1: rock <laughs> it's actually pretty funny i do listen to podcasts but they're all freaking magic the gathering podcasts
0: <laughs> oh nice um hey there's something we could do i don't know exactly how you do a magic the gathering podcast but like so we, we've got tons of ideas game of Thrones mid-season recap uh, end season recap. Well, we're going to do Venture Brothers at some point, and now we're going to shoot for a Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, Mike Leepock, Rob Gallflesh, <laughs> thanks for joining the crossover podcast. Take care, guys.
1: Oh, thanks for having
0: us. Cheers.